Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. Alongside Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg as we get you ready for weekend series in Major League Baseball. Griffin, the big story as we uh, record this on Thursday, it was the season debut tonight for Fernando Tatis Jr. returning to the Padres after injury and suspension. And does this now make the Padres the deadliest lineup in all of Major League Baseball? I mean, it's hard to argue. I feel like I'm still, I mean, I don't really know if the six home runs or million of home runs that he hit in double A, triple A, all that sort of stuff, if that is going to translate right away. I'm still concerned about his health and really how many games he'll play for this team, despite only missing, let's say, the first 20 days of the season or so. Um, he's actually batting right now as we speak, so that's interesting. But um, it does make me think, though, because I'm what I'm most interested in, more so than having a great number three hitter, is I want to see a long lineup. And that's certainly what the Padres have. So uh, I think that, I mean, I'm surprised based on their financial situation, kind of the market they play in. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really scary lineup. I'm trying to think of others that are on that type of level, and there aren't that many. Yeah, when you look at, I always like to group it in fours, like your your top four of your lineup. There are there are a few teams in Major League Baseball that have a deadlier top four than the Padres, especially with the acquisition of Bogarts. And if you you know Juan Soto's got to obviously uh, hit. Um, he he's, yeah. hasn't gotten off to a, a good start, but Soto Machado. You know, now you throw in Tatis to go with, with Bogarts. It is a deadly force foursome at the top of their lineup and there's few major league lineups and we can go, we can sit here and just go through them all, but no, there's few that really stack up to what the Padres can bring to the table. So we'll see how long Tatis lasts. Uh, not a good uh, season debut for him here on Thursday night, but it is a long season ahead. Also, this week, the MVP matchup between Aaron Judge and, and Shohei Otani. What'd you make of those games? I mean, I... Sort of, I feel like we're kind of skeptical of the Angels at this point, I got to say. Um, really tough for them to go from Boston to New York. Maybe the Red Sox aren't the same caliber team, uh, but that series did not go very well. Um, and then going to the Bronx, I mean, it's just really, it's the odds are stacked against you. East East Coast teams going to the West Coast, West Coast teams going to the East Coast. Um, but that's, I guess, the beauty of when they get to the playoffs, that sort of stuff doesn't seem to matter as much. Um I don't know. I, I'm still. I feel like the, the Yankees certainly are not going to live up to the expectations of the first half of last year. I feel like, um, but they still seem really good to me, uh, and a team that's very scary to fade, especially in the Bronx. Uh, the Angels, I think, I have less trust for. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Friday and set up your weekend series. Some of these series have already uh, begun. Others will begin. The Dodgers and Cubs will continue their series. Dodgers winning game one on Thursday, 6-2. to two. And we have a day game here at Wrigley on Friday with Drew Smiley against Julio Urias. The Dodgers are a heavy favorite, minus 175. Do we like the Dodgers here with Urias on the road in a day game in, in Chicago? I mean, it's a huge number. Uh, Smiley was really good on Sunday. Picked him up in fantasy as like kind of a need something out of him, and he was actually very good. Um, I do wonder. I mean, he's got good swing and miss stuff. He's kind of always been close to becoming a really good pitcher, but has never really put it together. I feel like he's one of those projects the Rays really need to like sign and then turn into something. Um, 
I have a bad feeling that it's not going to work out so well seeing the Dodgers twice, two starts in a row, uh, especially at Wrigley, where it seems like the win could do anything to a Drew Smiley fly ball. Yeah. Uh, all three games for the remainder of this series, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, will be the 2.20 uh, Eastern time starts. So uh, 11.20 Pacific time is what you're looking at. Dodgers and Cubs. Reds and the Pirates will play the second game of their four-game set. It is going to be Mitch Keller and Graham Ashcraft, who has gotten off to a really good start this season and might be at the point where we're backing this guy every time he's on the mound. That being said, Pittsburgh is a favorite in this game. Uh, I think you'd expect that at home and also with Pittsburgh, I mean, quietly, uh, 13 and seven to start mm-hmm. the season, uh, probably going to be the, the maximum. I mean, depending on the result uh, of this game on Friday, maybe seven games over 500 might be the best you see. Sorry to all our Pittsburgh listeners, but, um, I would, I would enjoy where you're at in the standings right now. Second in the really, really kind of weak NL central ultimately, but I mean, seeing St. Louis 8-11 and 11 is really surprising. I think Cincinnati finishing in last place looks about accurate to me. So seeing Graham Ashcraft 2-0 and is a really nice thing from him as well. I feel like neither of these teams are good. Um, I would probably lean towards the home team just based on last at-bats. Um, but I, I also feel like Ashcraft, I mean, he has a, a really good fastball, sinking fastball, I believe. It really can, tri- can almost touch tri- triple digits, but... Uh, Pittsburgh's been playing well. I feel like I prefer their bullpen, and maybe Mitch Keller is finally turning around the corner. Let's go to the White Sox and Rays, who will begin a three-game set at the Trop, where the Rays are undefeated this year, 10-0. and Michael Kopech will go for the White Sox in the opener, and it's going to be a bullpen day, I assume, for the Rays. Calvin Falker is getting the... <laughs> Falker? Fosher? Fosher? I don't even know how to pronounce it, but if it's Falker, it's funny. Falker, out. <laughs> Uh, Tampa Bay minus 175. Uh, considering it's a family show, we should probably go with the uh, less incriminating version and fa- say Foucher, maybe. Foucher. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no idea. But uh, just trying not to get us in trouble. You know, I don't know what the rules are here. But uh, I am not interested in fading the Rays. Uh, they are a really good team. They've shown over the years, even when they're not a good team, they can still win a lot of home games. Uh, and seeing the White Sox, as we've talked about, we don't really trust them, but seeing them continue to be underdogs at home to really average teams makes me feel like that is a team I do not want to back on the road where they're even more likely to lose. On Saturday, we'll have a matchup between Dylan Cease and Shane McClanahan. The total in this one, I would assume, has got to be six and a half. Could I entice you on an over six and a half with Cease and McClanahan? You cannot, not in that ballpark. <laughs> um, I I feel like in and day game the, day games in the trop too just are like a recipe for some reason the way that the light is there it's just a recipe for unders. Yeah, maybe the the twelve people that are in the stadium because everyone's at the beach makes it really hard to uh, keep it warm enough in there. And basically, all the fly balls go to die because of the cold weather of the air conditioning or something. Um, I feel like it's probably going to be a little higher than six and a half. I would guess based on. Because it's really hard to see AL totals that low. Uh, but if there's ever one that deserves it, that's probably the start. Rockies take on the Phillies after Colorado snaps their eight-game losing skid on Thursday night, shutting out the Phillies. Aaron Nola will take the mound for Philadelphia against Noah Davis for Colorado. Philly minus 285. There's no way this team loses two straight to Colorado, right? 
Ooh, uh, at that price, it's really hard to not advocate any sort of play on Colorado. I don't know whose money you're using to play it if you are, because betting the Rockies, betting them on the road, two things that are very scary. But the Phillies and Aaron Nola, who's uh, pretty much his good starts are six innings, three runs, I feel like at this point. There's a little room there for the Rockies to get in and win, win that game. Uh, some confidence from Thursday night, maybe. Uh, the Rockies are nothing for me. Total is nine in that one. Uh, Tigers and the Orioles, Michael Lorenzen, who had a horrific 2023 debut against the San Francisco Giants. Uh, He will oppose Tyler Wells going for this Baltimore offense. I can't get away from how good this Orioles offense has looked and how bad Lorenzen was. I might be playing an Orioles team total here. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Lorenzen, I feel like when he got so much hype as being a good hitter, uh, also like bullpen arm in Cincinnati, that kind of distracted him from who he was meant to be, and that is a pitcher. Um, I mean, I still see him 0-0 on the season, so I guess he got off the hook in that one. But uh, I'm not sure it's going to go so well. Tyler Wells, honestly, a lot of people didn't ex- really expect him to hold on to a rotation spot last year. It didn't really seem like the Orioles wanted to give him one this year. Uh, but he's got a good arm. He can get outs, and uh, I feel like the Detroit Tigers aren't exactly the uh, the scariest opposition for him. Baltimore minus 178. The Blue Jays and the Yankees will begin a three-game set in the Bronx. The Yankees minus 135 in the opener with Domingo Herman against Yusei Kikuchi. Well, so you tell me this, Yankee guy. Uh, what did Herman have on his hands uh, the other day that got Rocco Baldelli, my high school uh not really classmate, but we went to the same high school. Why did he get ejected, I wonder? Uh, it's probably the same thing that Max Scherzer had on his hands, uh, <laughs> which is just a combination of rosin and sweat. Maybe a oh, little, maybe yeah. a little, maybe a little sunscreen. But hey, you know, I thought I thought that that if you if you add the sunscreen, especially for the night games, you know, that's I guess Scherzer technically was during the day. Yeah, uh, but I didn't see a suspension for Herman. So well, he didn't get ejected. Uh, Herman Herman didn't get ejected. Just Baudelli got ejected. They listen. They asked Herman to wash his hands, and he did. And apparently, you know, it it just, it, it could have gone the way that Scherzer gone, but it wasn't Phil Cuzzy. So that's. That was the big difference because there have been three ejections since they started checking pitchers' hands after every inning for foreign substances. All three ejections have been by Phil Cuzzy. That is that is a stat if I've ever seen one. I've definitely sat behind Phil Cuzzy and, and heckled him for calling everything a strike one day. I feel like he had a – or I mentioned it to him. Do you have a, you have a dinner reservation tonight, Phil? Uh, <laughs> But I feel like that's, I mean, that's someone, I'm, I'm going to drop that tomorrow and see who gets that right. Probably nobody. But, um, yeah, I feel like Domingo Herman looks, I mean, he's he's had really good stuff in the past. He's had really good outings. Uh, certainly some off-the-field issues with domestic violence that wasn't so great and kind of really threw off his career the last two seasons. But um, I feel like the, the Blue Jays have been getting a ton of respect from the market. I haven't really agreed with it. I mean, seeing them essentially close a favorite all three road games in Houston this week was uh, bizarre to me. But um, I I feel like the Yankees seem kind of cheap here, and that's a rare, rare thing for me to say ever, but especially in the Bronx. Yeah, uh, Saturday we'll have a great matchup, Garrett Cole against Alec Manoa, and maybe it won't be that great because Garrett (laughs) Garrett Cole has been, you know, Garrett Cole's the the American League Cy Young winner right now. Uh, Well, Shohei Otani probably has something to say about that, but Garrett Cole 4-0 with a .95 ERA. Alec Manoa, meanwhile, has just been terrible 
to start this season. I mean, he had one good start, but it was against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, got absolutely roughed up by the Rays in his uh, most recent start. And I think he's going to have a tough time in Yankee Stadium on Saturday. So I'm sure the Yankees will be uh, favored by a nice number. And even though it's Manoa, I like the Yankees on Saturday. Yeah, Manoa's a dog I usually like. But uh, until he shows that he can throw strikes, which he has definitely not shown that this season, uh, I am staying far away from that one. Guardians and Marlins in Cleveland. It's going to be Braxton Garrett for Miami. Zach Plesac for the Guardians. Cleveland minus 130. And Miami is 10-9, and nine, a game above 500. How about that? Yeah, a lot of home games. A lot of home games against teams that can't really hit. Uh, I feel like that's a nice combination. But when Miami goes on the road, um, that is a scary situation. Guardians seem pretty cheap. Uh, Plesac definitely isn't exactly the most pleasing of starting pitchers. But... Um, drawing that Miami offense, yeah, they'll probably be really excited not to hit in that weird ballpark, but uh, outdoors probably helps them the ball flying a little bit more. But it's still, to me, it doesn't really feel like Cleveland's a, a really hitter's paradise. And uh, I feel like Miami's almost built for these long home runs, and it doesn't really fit almost anywhere <laughs> from, from my humble uh, standpoint. And uh, Cleveland's got a much better bullpen, so I lean to the home team as much as I can. On Saturday, you'll have Sandy Alcantara, who is not having the Cy Young season he had last year, going up against Shane Bieber. Which way would you lean in that matchup? Ooh, that's that's an interesting one. Um, I think, depending on price, of course, I'd imagine that based on Sandy's struggles, that he's probably a little bit undervalued at this point. Uh, but I think I need a pretty big number, because essentially if you're backing the Marlins there and you're not playing a first five or something, uh, you're really needing Sandy to go deeper in a game, not have a bad inning like he's had in his last two starts, which seem to come in like the fifth or the sixth innings. Um, and then you need also, uh, if, if things have gone well, to hold on to a lead with the Miami bullpen, which is, I, I think, an underdog as well to the, the Guardians going down the stretch late in the game. And then you don't bat last. So there's a lot stacking against the Marlins and, and Sandy Alcantara there. But that's probably the side I'd lean because I imagine the numbers would be a little bit bigger than I make it. Astros and Braves kick off their set here on Friday night. Hunter Brown and Bryce Elder in a matchup of two pitchers that you would not expect to have really good numbers uh, this part of the season, but they both are off to just tremendous starts. Yeah, I'm a little unsure about Elder. I feel like Hunter Brown had had a lot of prospect pedigree, hype, all those sort of things coming into his, his career. Um, looked very good against, uh, I guess, he was behind 2 nothing before uh, John Gray took a liner off the elbow and then the Astros rally took the lead from the Rangers. But um, ultimately, Hunter Brown seems like a good arm. I don't know how deep he goes into games at this point, and that, I think, stresses a Houston bullpen, which has not really looked perfect just yet. Um, also really hard to go into Atlanta and steal a game from the Braves. But um, as an underdog, I'm interested in Houston. I think I need a little bit more uh, than the plus 102 I'm seeing at Ben Online. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 
and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. The A's are at the Rangers. Texas minus 210. And John Gray against J.P. Sears for the soon-to-be Las Vegas A's. Yeah, I'm kind of pumped about that. Are you excited? Well, I mean, I'm excited to get to see the Yankees when they come to town. But uh, (laughs) to see the – you know what? Maybe this will get the A's to actually start spending money. Um, because uh, the Aviators right now here in Vegas, their AAA affiliate, draws more fans than they do in Oakland. Yeah, well, uh, they also have a, a rodent problem in the visitors. Uh, I think it's the play-by-play. Yep, for yep, yep. And, 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 and raw sewage comes up through the drains as well. I mean, the stadium is accessible. We know that. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's what happens when it's a football stadium, and there's been absolutely no uh, concessions from a, uh, a city that doesn't really want to pay rich man to or rich person or rich ownership group to uh, in, in tax breaks and other things, which makes a lot of sense to me. I'm pumped. I think they're going to have to spend. To, I mean, there's so many other like other options for entertainment in Las Vegas. You got to really come with it if you're going to go there. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I want like 30 teams in this league, if not more. I want them all competing. I mean, there's probably 10 that don't really seem like they care to win a game this year. Um, but I'm looking forward to this matchup for John Gray. I feel like it's a really good situation for him to put up some good numbers. Uh, assuming his arm is okay. It seems like the comebacker, he thought his arm was broken, I guess, but it ended up hitting a fleshy part of his right arm, throwing arm, which is a little scary, uh, but made his bullpen session, made it through on Wednesday. It seems like everything was fine. And uh, I think I'd be rushing to get in there against this A's offense, which Sears is a decent pitcher on the road, but uh, I don't really like the chances for the uh, Oakland soon-to-be Las Vegas athletics. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to let you play guess the line. Sunday afternoon, Jacob deGrom against the A's. What's the Rangers favored by? 
Ooh, I mean, we're seeing Philly minus two eighty five right now with uh, Aaron Nola starting. So, so Texas minus four hundred. Uh, I don't know if we're getting four four to ones at this point or, or one to fours. Three fifty. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. You know, like one of my favorite roadways. Just kidding, but the the three sixty is what I'll I'll guess you. Just you know, three hundred sixty degrees, just like a circle. They're minus two ten with John Gray against JP Sears. You know, give me give me Jacob Degrom against Kyle Muller, and and I'll go minus three fifty. Okay. Uh, Freddie Peralta takes the mound for the Brewers as they are minus one seventy favorites against the Red Sox and Nick Pavetta. Total of eight and a half. Uh, I kind of lean towards the over here. I, I I don't blame you. Uh, I feel like anytime the Red Sox bullpen is involved, which I don't know if that is getting six innings, so we've probably got at least three innings plus with the, the Boston bullpen. That sounds like some runs to me. Um, feels like a big price for the Brewers, I got to say, considering their offensive struggles. But uh, I feel like the marketplace has kind of realized that this might be the same Red Sox team as last year. Um, and I'm a little bit disappointed in that because I was hoping they'd overrate them because they seem to do that every other year. The Twins host the Nationals. Tyler Molle against Trevor Williams. Minnesota minus 210 with a total of eight. And it's going to be very cold in Minnesota. So I don't I, they might they might actually cancel this game because they did cancel a game in Chicago or postpone a game in Chicago earlier this week for cold, windy temperatures. And that's that looks like what we're gonna have here in Minnesota. So we'll see if this game even gets played, but I might, if it does get played, lean towards the under because uh, I'm seeing projected weather of 31 degrees with a feel-like temperature of 22 degrees and uh, 25% chance of snow. All right, so it sounds like T-shirt weather for most of the Minnesotans. Um, Yeah, uh, Tyler Malley is... Great swing and miss stuff. Uh, I imagine if you're frozen solid, trying to make contact is a really hard thing. Um, I don't know. Like, do we trust Trevor Williams for unders? That, that that's my biggest question. It probably is going to hurt a Minnesota offense that wants to hit home runs, though, because balls probably not going far in 22 degree weather. Yeah, even though the wind will be blowing out, it's it's going to be too cold. And I, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this game gets postponed. Sounds uh, like it. Yeah, Royals are at the Angels. Shohei Otani Day. Uh, they are minus 292. Taylor Clark goes for Kansas City. The only thing that does concern me with the Angels, and maybe I lean towards an under here in this matchup, is because they are coming back first game home after an East Coast trip. And that's usually a fade spot for me. It was a fade spot on Thursday against the San Francisco Giants, against the Mets, and this is the fade spot. They went from Boston to New York and now travel West Coast, and no days off, they play against the uh, they play at home here. Yeah, I mean, not a terrible idea, uh, especially, I mean, there are worse bets to make when you're getting almost 3-1 to one against a team that's going to be in a pretty flat spot. Um, I feel like Kansas City with, I mean, they're using one of their better relievers to start the game, so that unfortunately also impacts their bullpen quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it sounds like Taylor Clark, I think, was tr- trying to be a starter earlier in his career with Arizona, then moved to Kansas City, and I, I honestly... I feel like he was in the game for like a setup role, seventh or eighth inning earlier this year, and and one of the Royals bets I made. Um, try not to bet them too much, but I think I'm actually undefeated on them this year. As weird as that sounds, aside, um, 
I don't know. I, I feel like no run first inning, if you're looking at an under, might be interesting, but probably pretty juiced with Shohei on the, on the mound. Not really uh, my cup of tea, I'll admit. But, um, yeah, I feel like the uh, the Royals look like they're a team that is going to – I mean, are they going to be favored this year again? I don't know. Maybe if they play an awful team at home, mm. but not looking good. The Padres are at the Diamondbacks. Zach Gallen against Seth Lugo. Uh, Gallen is 2-1 uh, and one on the year, a 3.33 ERA. He has now thrown back-to-back scoreless starts, 13 and uh, two-thirds scoreless innings. That's his streak right now. Remember last year he had that long streak and only five hits allowed with 18 strikeouts in those last 13 and two-thirds innings. Yet this game is lined at a pick'em. Yeah, Seth Lugo has been really good. I feel like we've seen that with and out of the bullpen usually for the Mets. Um, the Padres have sounded like they're going to try to limit his innings. It hasn't really looked like it so far. Um, I, I feel like, I mean, Gallon has done it. Last start was against Miami. Not trying to say they're the worst team in the world, but they might be um, hitting wise. And I feel like, but earlier in the season, it seemed like Zach Gallon was pitching against the Dodgers every start. So. Um, I trust in, in him. Uh, he seems healthy. He seems like everything's going well. Uh, I feel like, yes, the uh, San Diego lineup's pretty long, but I feel like he can get through it. Uh, I'm very interested in Seth Lugo on the other side. Just kind of wish he wasn't facing up against Zach Gallon. So I feel like under is probably the strongest lean for me in that one. Maybe a first five under in this one with Ooh. Gallon and Lugo. Uh, the Cardinals take on the Mariners. Steven Matz against George Kirby. Seattle minus 130 with a total of eight. What's your move here? Uh, hard for me not to like the home team. Uh, Seattle, certainly their slow starting team, it seems, maybe coming up from Phoenix or Arizona, spring training all the way to Seattle has been a little bit rough for them the last two seasons. But George Kirby seems like the real deal. Has had a good start to the year. Uh, love the Seattle bullpen. I feel like St. Louis's is pretty good, but Steven Matz has some huge range of outcomes, uh, like some of the biggest of any starter in, in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, and it's hard to look past that really poor starting record for the Cardinals. I feel like things have not started off well for them. They're trying to balance like weirdly how they play Tyler O'Neill in center field, losing at bats to Lars Newtbar. Didn't really see that one coming, I got to say, coming into the year. Um, Seattle seems a little short to me, though. They do feel that way pretty frequently at home. Yeah, I would say that as well. And then the Mets and Giants game two of their uh, series. It's going to be Joey Lucchese who's going to get his uh, first start of the season against Anthony DeSclafani, who has won me a, a decent amount of money in his first three starts this year. I mean, I, I'm interested in your take on DeSclafani. Uh, it's it's a tough draw, I think, for San Francisco and, and him. He's struggled with lineups, most notably the Dodgers in the past, but also has had some really good starts and really good seasons that are kind of been marred by really bad performances one by one. It's hard to know when they come from where they come from. Uh, Lucchese just never seemed to make it as a starter in San Diego. And I don't know necessarily that just moving organizations is going to change that. So I think for me, it's actually as weird as it sounds. I don't really like the giants this year. I think the giants are nothing. Yeah. I think it's, it's giants for me. I think this is a good spot to fade the Mets with Lucchese on the Hill. And then the bullpen having to come in, uh, they pitched a lot over the week, uh, during the week. And then with Kode Senga only going five innings, here on um, Thursday, they had to get, you know, four innings from the bullpen. So, and they're going to have to get more because I don't think Lucchese is going to give them length. So, it could be an interesting day for, or interesting night, I should say, 
for the Mets. Uh, taking a look at the rest of the weekend, I mentioned some of the really good pitching matchups like Alec Manoa and Garrett Cole, McClanahan against Dylan Cease, uh, Alcantara against Bieber. Those are all matchups coming up on Saturday. You have Luis Castillo against Miles Michaelis on Saturday night. Castillo, 2-0 with a .73 ERA. And Michaelis, like the exact opposite, he's 0-1 <laughs> with an 8.1. So I would imagine Seattle would be quite the favorite on Saturday night. And then uh, on Sunday, you know, Hunter Green, who just got paid by the Cincinnati Reds, yeah, yeah, he did. Is uh, going to take the mound. He has yet to record a win or a loss this season, but he does have 24 strikeouts in his first four starts. Any way you would look to play a, a Hunter Green in that start on Sunday? I got to say, usually I try to fade guys off of big performances, no hitters, and things of that nature. I feel like. Getting your off, arbitration, off getting a contract, yeah. I feel like getting your arbitration bought out. I mean, that's like literally the best thing you can have. Like, I don't know. I'm not a major league baseball athlete. I'm not a professional athlete. Some might not even call me an athlete, though. I believe I personally am. Um, I don't know. I'd be partying pretty hard uh, when I sound when I signed a deal that was going to literally make me rich for the rest of my life, make my family rich, make my other generations rich, all that sort of stuff. So. I got to say, I don't really like the Reds. So as a team, I I look (laughs) and be against them as much as I can. Uh, I don't know if Pittsburgh is really where I want to be spending my time with a potential Rich Hill or Vince Velazquez. But, you know, they're like I like I've said before, there probably are stupider bets that can be made. Uh, before we give you best bets, uh, you can always go to pregame.com and get yourself a daily best bet package or a season long subscription. And Griffin's going to tell you how you can save some money. Yeah, use uh, the promo code PITCH20, PITCH with a P, P as in Peter, not uh, the other one. This is a family show, I think. Uh, PITCH20 gets good for 20% off for all listeners of MLB Podcast, good for seven days from the podcast release. Please do us a favor and uh, and use it. We get some credit for it. Not, I don't think, financial credit, but I think we get some thumbs up around the office, though I'm technically not an employee of, of pregame. So I guess I'm not really sure what happens, but we get something. Uh, and also want to mention Goodfellow off to a really great start on the pregame.com website. Plus thirty four point seven seven units, up almost thirty five on uh, let's see twenty one days of baseball. That's pretty good so far. Uh, go jump in there, look for Scott's plays, my plays. I got soccer stuff coming out. Um, plenty of other great handicappers on pregame, and clearly good fellows off to a great start. So uh, if you want to win some money, it seems like ride the hot hand if that's your type of thing. So uh, use promo code pitch twenty p i t c h twenty get twenty percent off. I'll lead us off on our on our best bets. Um, I'm going to go with a first five under in Cleveland. Braxton Garrett, who I think is a really good swing and miss pitcher, despite not having the uh, beautiful uh, high velocities and things of that nature. He, he's trying to pitch for a rotation spot. I think it worked pretty well when he was in there against the Diamondbacks last weekend. Um, I feel like it's a different venue, of course, here in Cleveland, but I love his swing and miss. And I think Zach Plezak can mow down and mow through a Miami Marlins offense. Probably he's getting a, a four would be guess my my guess on the number. Might see a four and a half depending on where it goes. Uh, but play under first five in Cleveland for my best bet. Uh, I'm going to go another first five under, and it's going to be Arizona and San Diego with Zach Allen on that scoreless streak of 13 and two-thirds innings. Uh, he did face San Diego one time earlier this year, gave up one run in the bottom of the second inning. He did give up two runs. 
in the bottom of the fourth inning, and then he gave up two runs in the bottom of the fifth inning, and uh, uh, most of it came on home runs. A Nelson Cruz home run and a Xander Bogarts home run. But home runs in San Diego aren't exactly the same as home runs in Arizona. I think pitching at home is going to be better for him in this one, and as I mentioned, just that scoreless streak that he has going on right now, 13 and two-thirds innings, Zero runs, five hits, and 18 strikeouts. Only one walk to go along with that. I think Gallon is finally starting to get into his groove. Uh, he was my dark horse National League Cy Young candidate. I still think he's got a shot at it, and uh, I'm going to ride him and go under in the first five innings, especially with you know the Padres. Coming off this series against the Braves, it's one thing to get up for a series against the Braves. It's another one to then hit the road and uh, start a series with the Diamondbacks. So I think the bats will be quiet early on in this one. And uh, I'm looking to start a new streak here, Griffin. I was uh, I had nine straight three-star winners up on pregame.com until uh, I lost Kode Senga's strikeout prop on Thursday night. You know, I figured, hey, five and a half strikeouts for Senga, who has at least six in all three starts, and going up against the San Francisco Giants, who average 11 strikeouts per game, most in Major League Baseball, highest K rate in Major League Baseball, a rough uh, rough bottom of the fifth inning, and Senga did not make it out for the sixth. He finished with four strikeouts, so nine and one in my last 10 three-star plays, but we're going to start a new streak. Because I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like hey, that one. I don't like that loss. We're going to start a new streak here. That's a pretty nice number. I do feel like you had the Mets first five, though. I did. I did. And that was, and that, that was a winner. So that was, that was the ninth win. But the tenth, the tenth play was the Senga, and that was the loss. Got so it. Nine well, and one. I'm, I'm glad you're owning up to it. Uh, nine and one is I, – I would I would wish nine and ones on my worst enemies. I'm looking forward to nine and one myself. So, uh, you know, if, if – uh, Goodfellas hot. I, I would say nine one in the last uh, ten three star best bets from our guy Scott Seidenberg. I feel like that's what you need to look for. Um, jump on those plays. Use the promo code Pitch Twenty. Get twenty percent off. Jump in there. Let's let's go to nineteen and one. Let's do it. We'll be back with you on uh, Sunday night as we set up the next week of a series in Major League Baseball. For Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is R.J. Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. <laughs>